it, I, I knew I had forgotten something. Um, so I'm technically counting this as day three, not day four. I will record a day four, but I'm also going to do this day three. So it's currently 2.45 a.m. in the morning. The only reason I forgot was because I was watching Spongebob and then I watched The Founder, okay? Don't get mad at me. Give me, give me a second. Okay, look. I know. I know I I said I would do one a day and I was going to. I just got distracted, okay? I woke up late. Uh, I did nothing. I played the PlayStation a bit. You guys know how it is. Uh, but anyways, look, I got distracted, then I was watching Spongebob, it was pretty late, then I was like, you know what, I'm, you know, you can't watch too much Spongebob, because you can, or, well, you can watch too much Spongebob, binging it gets kind of, uh, repetitive after a little bit, you start to get annoyed, right, you're like, this is funny and all, but like, I gotta, I gotta stop watching Spongebob more, I'm just gonna go insane, right, so that, that's what was happening to me, okay, and I like I was like, you know what? I have to I gotta watch a movie. I need to watch an actual film. Something that'll entertain my mind for hours on end. Plus my phone was dying. So I was like, I can't get distracted on my phone. So I have to actually watch something that I'll enjoy watching. And so I was looking and I was like, yep, yeah, you know what? The founder is free with ads. Let's watch the founder. I hadn't seen the founder in a good while. My roommate was also up watching SpongeBob with me. So we watched the founder. <laughs> he said he was gonna go to sleep. He did not go to sleep. We watched The Founder. Everything was fine. It took a while, because it's not that long of a movie, but, uh, let me go to The Founder. Yeah, it's only an hour 55, but, like, with the ads that were randomly placed, it was, like, two and a half hours. So it was fine, you know? But, uh, yeah. It's just, like... It, we just got... I got distracted, and I ended up not being able to, like, uh, do the thing. I didn't, I forgot, okay, but I'm here now, so I'm gonna talk about, uh, uh, what am I, oh, yeah, what I, what I said I was gonna say, I was, uh, so Black Panther, let me talk about Black Panther real quick, um, okay, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, um, should I do, like, a review, or should I just go in depth about it, I'm gonna do a little bit of both, um, so I'm gonna start off talking about the things I actually liked about it, about Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, um, my, I, it's kind of a good movie. It's pretty good. It's it's not great. Let me get that right out of the way. It's not great. It's not fantastic. It's not the best movie ever. It's pretty damn good, though. It's pretty damn good. Um, so let me talk about some of the stuff. I The comedy in it didn't feel too forced. Like, there was very little, like, actual comedy in the movie. Because, like, you can tell that this movie's being serious. It's like, hey, stuff's getting real now in the Black Panther, Wakanda area type stuff and you get that from the first scene right away uh you're at the un meeting uh the queen is there uh t'challa's mom and she's like talking the basically the whole point of the film there's like four or five different subplots so don't expect me to remember all of them but the the movie starts with one of the subplots being um Wakanda is known to have like legendary minerals and by legendary minerals I'm talking about um uh vibranium why did I blank on the name yeah vibranium right so um obviously Wakanda is like one of the only is the only nation that has um vibranium in it and so they're like yeah that's not really cool we should have some we should totally have some uh, vibranium, don't you think? 
and yeah and so they're like and so they and so the un is basically like we should have some vibranium too you should make sure that everyone can get some vibranium um and basically the queen's like no that's not how that works uh you cannot have any thank you very much and uh so it's like yeah that's one of the subplots um is that vibranium is only found in wakanda or so you think um you learn pretty early in the movie that vibranium can be found in other places and that leads to another subplot which leads to another subplot blah 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 blah. but uh one of the things i do like is that the movie is trying to be very serious it's trying to be it's not light-hearted um there can be some light-hearted moments in the film um but overall the tone is generally serious and dramatic um one of the things i also like is that the movie has a lot of cold and savage scenes in it Uh, i'm gonna call them out uh just a couple of them really quick uh so spoilers if you haven't seen it um like the one that sticks out to me the most is when black panther drops in on the council of the elders at the jabari lands um that scene where black panther just drops in cold super savage i love it it's great um there's also the scene where namor uh straight up kills the queen and points at shuri and says you're queen now uh that shit was cold (laughs) um yeah that was savage um or like when namor was like there are he has like more men or more soldiers than there are blades of grass in wakanda and i was like god dang that's cold yeah, there's a lot of good savage moments in this movie and i really enjoyed that and i feel like a lot of other people did as well and they totally should it's great um so yeah uh definitely very great very enjoyable um so what else did i like um what else did i like there's it's hard because obviously there's stuff to not enjoy um about the film Uh, And you'll get that pretty much with a lot of movies ever. But with Marvel movies, it's hard. You know? It's very difficult. So, um... It's hard to find things that you actually enjoy in a Marvel movie. I mean, okay, obviously, I love the cast. The cast is great. Every actor feels like they're putting their best into it. Um, Especially since you have a lot more of a female-led movie like this movie felt like it was a lot of female leads he had a lot of actresses in the spotlight it was great uh they definitely deserved it um yeah um Letitia Wright you know uh Angela Bassett uh I can't remember the name of the one actress uh but she's great and then you also have like Winston Duke and Martin Freeman and they're just killing it man they're absolutely killing it and you can tell like everyone's putting their best they're putting their all into this movie and I feel like a lot of it was to be in memory of Chadwick God rest his soul um yeah just R.I.P. Chadwick Boseman uh this movie was made for him uh and then you get like this like you know, not as well-known actor playing Namor. Uh, I have no idea what his name is. I don't think I've seen him in a lot of other stuff. 
if he has, it's probably stuff that's like, uh, that was like made in or made for Mexico. Um, yeah, so I don't know a lot about the actor, um, but yeah, it's, but yeah, no, the cast was giving it their all and you can really tell. And there's a lot of good chemistry moments and I definitely enjoyed that. Um, but it's very hard to find things that you can actually like about this movie because there are a lot of things wrong with this movie. Again, don't get me wrong. I am one of the guys who enjoys this movie. Um, but yeah, so let's see. Um, it's, I don't know, man. It's, mm, Okay, you have to be honest with reviews like this. So, uh, like I said, uh, there are a lot of subplots in this movie. It feels like there's a main plot, which is Wakanda versus Talakan, or basically the Black Panther, aka Shuri versus Namor. Uh, There's also the subplot of just uh, Chadwick Boseman's character of the Black Panther being dead. That feels like its entire subplot. That feels like it has an entire subplot. Um, There's also the subplot of the United Nations wanting Wakanda to be more open about its vibranium sources. That feels like a subplot. Uh, Then you have, like, um, then you have uh, the subplot of, like, the Queen. You have the Queen subplot. Uh, And by extension, you have the Queen with, like, Shuri and the Queen with. Uh, the Dora Milaje, specifically the general, what's her name? Uh, Okoye. Yeah, you have that kind of a subplot. Uh, then you have like the Namor backstory subplot. It, it kind of gets blurred together in a lot of different subplots. And I know I'm probably overusing the word subplot, but like I, I cannot express how many different stories it felt like were happening in this one movie. And this movie is two hours and 40 minutes. They could have shortened it by cutting out a lot of this that wasn't necessary for the overarching theme. And one such storyline that could have been cut out is, I hate to say it, Martin Freeman's character. Martin Freeman is a great actor. He's in a lot of great stuff. But just, you you can't just throw him in constantly. You know, you can't just throw him in because it's a Black Panther movie. Just, you know, give it... He's had his time, he didn't need to be in this movie, and he doesn't really serve the plot at all by by being there. It doesn't it doesn't do it a lot of good, to be honest. Um in, in case you forgot, Martin Freeman character is the CIA agent from the first movie, the one who got, I think, shot or something, and they like brought him to Wakanda to heal, and then he was there to like help the Wakandans fight against themselves during the civil war of Killmonger and all that um but they brought him back for this movie and he's really just a glorified exposition character it it doesn't really feel like he does much else like I think he does three things overall in this movie one of those is tell Shuri and Okoye where the vibranium detecting machine designer is the second is tell the queen that he'll keep her updated on stuff with the CIA and the third is get arrested like that's all I think he does 
genuinely. I've only seen the movie once. <laughs> but I've also seen bits and pieces of it while working at the theater and, like, cleaning up and serving food and stuff. So I've seen bits and pieces of it, and I've seen the ending a bunch. And so, yeah, I don't think Martin Freeman's character is really needed for the story. And if you cut his character and all that CIA crap out of the movie, you save, like, 30 minutes, at least. And I feel like that would have been a lot better. Um, yeah. There, There's a lot of stuff that could be said that's wrong with this movie. I don't want to, like, drag down on it. Because my overall score on this movie would be, like, an 8 or a 7.5, somewhere in between there. Um, because, like, it's pretty good. It's pretty good for a Marvel movie. Um, but there's so much just weighing it down. And you have to see it to know what I'm talking about. Like, just the waste of time with Martin Freeman's character and other subplots. Um, the final battle and just the ending of the movie in general feels like it was speeding up and then just like it was a sudden 180 and then it slowed down really really fast um i don't know i felt like that was something for me um you have like this whole like thing where it feels like a lot of conflict could have been avoided um the special effects were cheesy like obviously it's a marvel movie but, like, overall, it just felt like a lot of it was bloated and padded to make a long Marvel movie. And then, overall, the movie doesn't really get this sense of conclusion and finality to a Black Panther story. Because it feels like, and this is a common problem with Marvel movies now, is that it just feels like it's filler for the next stage of Marvel. Like, you guys know what I'm talking about. Like, more and more movies now. Like, obviously, we're getting origin stories, right? Like, it feels like these origin stories are getting, like, overshadowed by the fact that we're throwing, that Marvel is throwing in these origin stories so that they can lead up to, like, another ensemble movie. Like, when we had the early stages, like, when we had Iron Man, Captain America, Thor and all that, we were getting movies that were okay. They were good, you know? And they were going to lead up to an ensemble. But it wasn't movies made to lead up to an ensemble. Not like, you know, like phase three-ish. But like even then, there weren't that many origin story movies in phase three of Marvel. Uh, let me, phase three, MCU. Uh, okay, so phase three uh, is Captain America Civil War. Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther, Infinity War, Ant-Man and Wallace, Captain Marvel, Endgame, and Far From Home. So in this, you don't really see a lot of origin stories. You get Doctor Strange's origin story, Black Panther, uh, Captain Marvel. Those are the origin stories that we get for Infinity War and Endgame. And then it's like, you know, like, Captain America's Civil War is not really an origin story. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is kind of a sequel to the origin. Spider-Man Homecoming isn't really an origin because we get his origin in Civil War, but it is kind of in a solo movie. Thor Ragnarok, not really a solo whatsoever. Ant-Man and Wasp, um, it's kind of an origin, I guess, but not really because, again, this is only leading. Ant-Man and Wasp is leading to Infinity War, or it kind of it happens during slash after. So it's only... And it serves as a further of a tease for Endgame. So, like, you get this reoccurring theme that phase four and onward nowadays is just going to be leading to more and more origin stories that lead to more and more ensemble movies 
like for example phase four of marvel as of endgame uh not including far from home we had black widow which was an origin story that no one wanted to see uh shang chi which was a great origin story but again leading to an ensemble film as we get from the post credit eternals which was just boring as crap and not a lot of people liked it uh spider-man no way home which was kind of an ensemble movie i guess uh you could just call it a sequel it wasn't really an origin story um but it did kind of feel like it was pushing forward more because it did directly lead to dr strange multiverse of madness in a way uh then you get thor love and thunder and then you get black panther wakanda forever it's like we're putting more and more sequels in this and that's just the movies that's not talking about the shows either although i get yeah like all the shows like you get WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Loki, What If, Hawkeye, Moon Knight, Ms. Marvel, She-Hulk. We're throwing in a bunch of origin stories that are just further leading up to more ensembles. And this is just what, like my biggest problem with Marvel nowadays. It's why you can't really enjoy Marvel movies now. It's because like, you have to know all the tiny little details about every single Marvel movie that came in the past. And it's getting to that point where it's just kind of ridiculous now. So yeah, I mean, I don't know you guys. I don't know. <sighs> I got carried away talking about Marvel. Um, but, um, yeah, so let me be frank, I guess. Uh, I'll talk about the menu really quickly, even though I'd love to spend more time with it. Um, again, it's like 3 a.m. and I have to do like less than 30 minute episodes for every single day. So, uh, the menu, great, great movie. Um, it's like a I would classify it as like a horror dark comedy film or if not really horror kind of like a thriller dark comedy film so the premise is essentially we get our main character who is going like accidentally invited or something like that into this like prestigious elite uh like this prestigious elite group of people um who all have like obviously insubstantial amounts of money and they're they're paying for this experience to go to like a remote location to experience like the world's greatest menu from like the world's greatest chef right or supposedly that's the case um but it's like super remote and super like private because it's like for the uber rich and our character is not the uber rich our main character isn't uh she's like this like accidentally invited kind of character so and like the movie itself kind of plays on this whole it's kind of like satire towards people who take food criticisms and food shows like just sorry excuse me god i got hiccups um it's kind of like a satirical thing about people who take food and just stuff like that in general like the food critiques and stuff like that just but it's it's very funny it's a very comedical film if you're into like dark humor um the casting is excellent it's full of a lot of like b-list c-list actors and actresses and a lot of actors and actresses that you don't really know uh there's like two really good stars i don't know if there are other ones just the two that i noticed 
Uh, you get the actor who plays Voldemort in Harry Potter. And you also get... Uh, oh, God, I'm going to mispronounce his name. And it's like an affront to Hispanics everywhere. Uh, John... John Leguizamo, I don't want to, I'm already mispronouncing his name and I've already embarrassed myself on the internet. John Leguizamo, Leguizamo, I don't know how to pronounce his fucking name. I'm just going to keep ruining it and I hate to ruin it, Um, so I'm just going to stop saying it. Um, So yeah, he's in this as well. I would say he's an A-list actor, considering that he's in a lot of movies nowadays. Leguizamo? Like, uh, I don't know. I'm going to stop trying. Leguizamo. That's how I'm going to say it. But yeah. Um, so we get some A-list actors and we also get a bunch of other smaller known actors. Um, and I really enjoy it. Um, the movie is split up by courses. So instead of like thinking of movies in chapters, you can think of this as in courses of food being served. And yeah, I think it's really clever and... I don't want to go into too much detail because I do feel like people should go out and see this movie. Um, so yeah, um, overall I gave it like an 8.5 out of 10 because I went into it expecting very, I had like very low standards for this movie because uh, it was just like some random thing that my theater was playing and I was like, you know what, I've seen people go into it. Uh, when I was cleaning up for the theater, I heard um, like the soundtrack for the movie and I was like, I kind of like this. It, it it gives off very like eerie but like whimsical vibes it kind of I don't know I, I think of music very weirdly and I was just like yeah I have to watch it but I didn't have any expectations going into it and so when I went into it and I was pleasantly surprised by just the acting the camera work the soundtrack all of it all of it was great all of it was fantastic and obviously this isn't gonna be what everyone thinks about it people might I've seen someone that was asleep in the theater when I went to go clean it. So, like, obviously it's not everyone's cup of tea. But I do recommend that everyone should check it out because I do think it's popular, if that it would be popular, with people of my age range. So, like, 20s, people in their 20s to 30s would definitely enjoy this movie. And even older people would enjoy this movie. I don't think it's for younger people. It is rated R, and I think that's for a good reason. Um yeah like halfway through the movie you just get like like okay like from the move from the moment the movie starts you can get like there's this kind of eerie vibe to it but like halfway through you're like oh crap this is serious and it's like it's a really good twist and i like it and it's very nice and the movie still it stays self-contained and it's it's very humorous in it's kind of like dark and twisted own way and i like that and i can enjoy it so yeah i highly recommend it the menu please go check it out um yeah that's about all i've got for tonight it's very late i'm very sorry about this guys um i will try to do better for tomorrow and by tomorrow i mean today i'll record one probably later um probably later in the afternoon just to make sure that i am fulfilling my promise um But yeah, so I will do my best. All right, so thank you guys so much. 
and have a i hope you're all sleeping i hope no one's listening to this right now please go to bed all right